You are listening to The Call Your Grandma Show, a podcast where we reach out to our grandma, our nana, our abuela, our oma. We call her different names, but she sure loves to talk. We gather and share laughs and stories across generations. It might even inspire you to call your loved ones too. Stay safe and stay tuned. I'm Chris Chang and Phillips. I'll be your host for the next half hour of all things seniors and grandmas and nannies and poppies. Today's story comes from Dylan Hall, whose voice you may remember from Terra Informa, our environmental news program. And today we're going to hear Dylan call his Nana, Elizabeth or Betty Lint, uh, about her 95th birthday party and her memories of making it through tough times when she was younger. Have a listen. Please stay on the line while your call is completed. Long distance charges may apply. Hey there, Nana. Just calling to say hi, check in, um, see what being 95 is like for you. I'll give you a call later. Hope you're well. Lots of love. Dylan. Hi there, Nana. Hello, Dylan. Gosh, you sound close today. <laughs> we have a good connection. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to hear your voice. What's it doing out there, dear? Is it lovely? Um, it's good. It's like it's sunny. It's hot. It's been really hot and dry for the last week. There hasn't been any rain whatsoever. It's supposed to be. Uh... 27 here today, but it's overcast at the moment, so who knows, maybe we'll get more rain, rain, rain. <laughs> We've had so much rain. Did you know I was out with your mom, I, when I stayed overnight with your mom last week? Yeah, she was telling me that. I was calling you and I was getting a little worried. I was like, oh no, Nana's not picking up her phone. But then, oh, um... I had such a lovely visit with her, Dylan. I don't know why I haven't done that before, but I always feel she works all week long and, you know, she has lots to do on the weekend and I don't want to get in her way because she only has the weekends, but it was so nice and, oh gosh, her flowers are absolutely magnificent. Oh, the roses, oh, Dylan, I guess all the roses are from Dom's place. But, oh, are they ever beautiful. Oh, can't believe it. Can't believe it. But anyway. Oh, she was so, she was telling me that you'd come out and slept over, had a little sleepover out there, and she was so happy. And, oh, gosh, I, I can't, <laughs> can't believe how well she handles your dog. Honest to goodness, Gail just has to speak, and he knows what to do. That's all. That's good to hear. She's getting better. Yeah, but you should 
should see his coat. He needs a, a haircut badly. I, she Are just you she did it. She cut him. She was telling me on Sunday that she, she spent Sunday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, there was so much. It was just thick, thick, thick and matted. Oh my golly. Anyway, my dear, what's new with you? I, I hear you have a job. I did. I got a part time job. Um I'm helping to I guess facilitate sales and deliveries for Halliburton Farms, which is a little organic farm cooperative out here on the island. They are an incubator farm, so they help different farmers who want to start, like young farmers, get land really cheaply. They're, yeah. The land's owned by the municipal government, owned by Saanich, and they help people lease the land for only like $500 a year, and it's a four-year lease. And then they can sell under the Halliburton name, go to market under the Halliburton name, um, share the tools and the cooler, and learn. the younger farmers can learn from the older farmers. So it's a really cool model for helping people become established and gain experience as farmers without having to go through the whole um, risky process of, of trying to invest in and build up a farm before you start. Well, that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. And you're able to do all this extra work above what you're doing with Dom? Well, it's perfect because it's, um, it's not all the time. It's only Monday and Wednesday mornings from about like 8 till maybe noon, 1 o'clock, on the computer, responding to emails and filling out a spreadsheet for the farmers and sending it off. I'm basically the person who's the middleman communicating between restaurants and grocery stores and the farmers for their wholesale oh. deliveries. Okay. And then on Friday, I actually go and do the deliveries. So it's only about 15 hours a week, but it works really nicely with being Are able to run the garden well? too. More than minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... You deserve more than minimum wage. Look at all the, the talent you're giving them. They, they couldn't do it without you, Dylan. Did you answer Ned, or how did you come by this? I got it in an email, actually. It was, Dom was in a local food hub email chain, and it came through that, so it wasn't listed, which is probably part of the reason that I got it, and I responded really quickly. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you must feel better about everything now. It does feel good. It feels good to have a bit of structure and a bit of responsibility, but it's not like an overwhelming amount. Um, and I still have a lot of time to work on the garden and to... And I'm not like out in the world too much. I'm doing deliveries and I've got a little vegetable mask. Um, but that's only one day a week and it's dealing with people in the back. I don't have to deal with a whole bunch of public, which is really good. Well, that's good. So things are going well. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, things Oh, that's so... Well. Oh, I'm so happy for you. You feel a little more anchored. Yeah, I do. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And um, I I hear but, that you, um, you got the story that I sent you and you were forwarding it to people. Sean said that he got you forwarded it to him. <laughs> I know, I did. <laughs> 
I thought it was wonderful. You're like the great communicating hub of our family because you send oh, emails well, to everybody from moment, everybody my else. On the fritz. And so, you know what's happened to me? That's on the fritz. And my little television in my kitchen doesn't have any volume. Oh, weird. Yes, I think so. Brock tells me I should just get a new one, but I don't want to do that. I'm going to phone Daniel today and and pray on him and ask him to come over and see what he can do with it and see if he can come over later. Oh, do you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like motorcycles. Right. Isn't that awful? Going down Bonavista? Yes. Yeah. So... Happy week after your 95th birthday. How's it feel oh. to be 95? <laughs> Thank you. It was lovely to see everybody. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I can't believe it. That was why I was glad that Brock was able to arrange that. Yeah, it was really nice to have a Zoom meeting with the whole family. Did you, yeah. you enjoy it? I, it was. And I, I had a lovely day. It was really a beautiful day. And I still have flowers from the people sent me. I keep clipping them and changing the water and discarding the old ones and so forth. But I still have flowers in one in the living room, the downstairs bathroom, the dining room, and the kitchen. I have four bouquets that I'm still clipping away at. <laughs> I hate to see them go. I've enjoyed them so much. These are flowers that people sent you? Yeah. For your 95th birthday? Yep, that's right. It was a lovely day. I was thinking about you being able to have people facilitate your Zoom meeting, too, and I'm so glad that that's, that's even possible, because I know a lot of grandmas and grandpas right now probably can't do that. That's right, because most of them are in homes. Yeah. I like my home. Are you- <laughs> I've been moving for so many years. Ever since Papa died, I've been moving, and I've never got followed. Well, I I make the motions, and I do certain things, and I start to clean out and all the rest, and then I stop. Yeah, you're in a huge home there by yourself. Are you glad to be there in this pandemic? Yes, because I have friends who are in seniors' homes, and they have to get permission to go out for a walk. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Doris is completely isolated to her room. She's in a beautiful place, but they deliver her meals to the room, and she has a little wee balcony, and she can walk the halls, but I don't know that she goes any further than the halls. But I'd go mad. I think I'd go absolutely out of my mind. Yeah. Find I'd have to take up a new craft or something. Or you have to start writing. I don't know what I'd do. And thinking of that, thinking of like technology and staying in touch, and I've been meaning to ask you. Um, so, do you remember Chris Changyan Phillips? I think you met him at the presentation I gave. I maybe did. It's okay if you don't remember him. Anyway, I don't. he he um, he started a little podcast during covid on the radio called call your grandma oh did he really yeah how how wonderful which i think is such a good idea because it's it's just having people call seniors in their lives like their grandmas their grandpas their aunties 
because there's a lot of people who are isolated and it really affects people to be isolated right now. And they're just encouraging people to call their grandparents and then record the conversations and be role models for other people listening so they can get a sense of like, oh, that's nice. That's somebody talking to their grandma. I should do that too. That would that would be fine whenever you want to do that. Yeah, well, we can do it right now. I have been recording the. I okay. um, I have enough questions. I think so. Honestly, I have too many questions. It's just so wonderful to even have so many questions because I was thinking about this and I was thinking about talking to grandparents and we've had the chance to talk and I've asked you questions about your life over the last couple months and it's really amazing to me how many little tidbits come out like there's so much I wouldn't have known about things like your great-grandparents coming across the ocean the Atlantic on that ship that was wrecked on the east coast or on the coast of Labrador on the coast of Labrador you know the father had a raised shoe because he was crippled and they all had to to scale up that that cliff to safety it's amazing and when you think of the clothing that everybody wore in those days Dylan the next time you're home I'll show you pictures of all those families totally oh I would love that I would love that yes I'm I've set up a table in my office and uh, I'm sorting through all the all the family pictures and dividing them so that it'll everybody can look at them if they're interested. Oh, that's a great idea. And um, the relationship to to everybody. Uh, I've done I've really done quite a bit, but I have so many pictures. It's it's really wonderful to have all these pictures of these families, but I can't imagine how those people. The mother and father, and I think there were seven girls. Imagine the, their arrival on on the shores of North America, and that's the way they came. Yeah. However, they managed. I wish I knew more. You know, um, I actually left home when I was I was twenty five because that was when I was married and. Um, the year after we were married, we moved to Vancouver, and my sister May was in Toronto, living there, of course, and uh, I always kept after her and said, May, you'll have to do something about the family tree, do something, you're right there, everybody's right there, well, she didn't, but I have a bit, but I don't have very much. Yeah, there was so much more. But uh, it's amazing I, to me how much you do know and how much you remember. Well, <laughs> you better do it quickly. I'm getting old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm. You you know you are you are you're the oldest person I know by like twenty years. The next I was thinking the next <laughs> oldest person I know. Well, I guess there's Joan and Sai too. Um, but the next oldest person I know well is your son, is Brock. They're not as old as I am, though. No, no. No. 
Um, which is amazing. Like you've lived through so much change. It's such a, it's so eye-opening. I really want people to realize like how their grandparents are these wealth stores of information and of stories potentially. You know, I even think of the, the cars that my dad had through the years and oh my heavens, if you ever looked back at, at the styles of cars, you would be absolutely amazed how they've changed through the years. They used to be so high, and the, the tires were so skinny. I remember Aunt May had an old, I think it was a Chevy, and it was a, <laughs> it was like a little box, but it was way up in the air. And Mother and Dad, uh, I, I can remember when I was the child, because I... I was 10 years after my next sister, you know. Uh, We used to go on picnics before we had cottages. And I always had to get in the car first because there was a running board on that side of the car. At one time, there there weren't running boards on cars. But they used to have uh, one of those extension racks that they screwed onto the bottom of the running board, and that's where they packed the picnic lunch because there wasn't any trunk. Mm-hmm. They, they had a rack on the back of the cars, and it was supposed to be a luggage rack. And uh, I know we had a huge suitcase, and when we went anywhere, if we went down to Quebec to see the family, Daddy would have this big metal suitcase and all our clothing for the three of us was packed in that one suitcase. It was metal. And he had leather straps that he so to strap it to that carrier on the back of the car. Oh, how it changed. But I had to get in first because there was a carrier for the running board on the right side of the car. And they used to pack things in that on that running board too so they put me in on the door where there was a running board so I couldn't get out <laughs> they were afraid that if they were driving along I might just open the door and it's possible I might have opened the door I opened the window lots of times but I, I can see that that rack on the side of that car so distinctly. Oh, dear. However, it was lots of fun, and it was a good a good atmosphere. Everybody was so happy, and they didn't have that much, but they made the best of everything. And Thinking about what's happening now, have you you've lived through so much? Have you ever lived through anything like the pandemic right now? Well, there were... Um, epidemics in Toronto um, there was one oh my gosh I forgot the name of what it was but it, it crippled people hmm. oh and our school didn't start our lessons were in the paper because we couldn't go to school in the fall wow so they put they put school into the paper like into the newspaper yes our lessons were in the paper Wow. Because we couldn't go to school. Oh, that's so interesting. There's this no, huge... But 
question I, of kids going I, back to school right I know. now. Um, it wasn't just, it was polio. It was a polio epidemic mm. at that time. But, you know, um, there were a lot of communicable diseases and there were no inoculations to prevent them. And in those days, like if you had red measles or um, scarlet fever, childhood diseases, the, the Department of Health came along and they put a placard on your house so that people would know not to come near that house or else there'd be infection. But I remember when they finally came out with the the um, inoculation for um, diphtheria and we went to the doctor there was a little wee wooden box and he would take this vial out of the box and fit it into the, the, the needle and you'd get your inoculation at the doctor it wasn't as though it was done at school or anything like that mm-hmm. had to pay for it at the doctor's yeah, wow, that's really interesting to think how many different different things yeah. that might not have been like global pandemics but were still really threatening yeah. or really scary or out there in the community and didn't have inoculations or vaccines. Well, there weren't inoculations for things. That there was a diphtheria inoculation. Um, gosh, there was a special name for that. I'll have to think it was what it was can't remember. Did your parents ever mention the Spanish flu and living through the Spanish flu? Never. I don't remember it at all. Mm. Yeah, I think it no. was it was pretty early. I think it was really early 1900s. Because um, you were born in 1925? Yes. Right. Wow. And my sisters were born in 19... Um, 1911 and 1915, I think. Yes. That was wartime. Right, that was the First World War. 1914 to 1918 was the war. Yeah, and then you were growing up and you were a child in kind of like depression times, hey? Well, it was like depression times, yes. Through the 30s. And we had ration books, too. Before tea, coffee, sugar. Oh dear. And they would like, be delivered to your homes, or did you have to go pick them no, up? No, you, you were. Uh, you you got your your ration book. I guess it might have been delivered to the house, and there were enough tokens in it for the family. Hmm. See, there's another thing I didn't know. Just from us rambling together. <laughs> I had no idea. It's really interesting. I people used to trade off their their rations too. You know, if you were a tea lover, and you could trade your coffee rations for t- with your neighbor. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, are you thinking of coming home? Gail said you might come home. Um, I might. It's really hard for me to decide right now because the plane... How can you have a job? How can you come home? Well, I would be able to just work online, and then the only day I have to be in person is Fridays. So I could come from, like, a Saturday to a Thursday. 
for a week, basically, or yeah, from a Saturday through a Thursday. Um, but I'm a little concerned about flying and being in an airplane and being in an airport. I'm glad you said that. I, I'm terrified about flying. Yeah, I bet. The only way I'll get out to the coast is driving. If somebody decides they're going to drive out. Yeah, it's totally new times. What, it is. Um, has there been anything positive that's come of COVID-19 and the pandemic for you? Oh, no, I'm just waiting for the serum. Yeah. But, every, you know, everybody, everybody seems to be looking out for everyone else these days. Mom was saying your neighbors are pretty incredible. Uh, they are, and everybody, I think everybody's being, um, well, people my age are certainly keeping the distance and, and being aware of possible content, you know, contact with people. But that's why we're, we stay home. The only time I go out is when I go to the grocery store, usually, and I, I put on a mask. And now I, I've bought some little gloves that I dispose of after I've been to the store. What's been the hardest thing for you so far? Well, I'm used to being alone, but I really haven't suffered because people have been so good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I have everything I need. And if I don't have it, there's always someone who will help me. And Brock is unimaginably generous with his time. Yesterday he came in to play tennis and he came here first, and in the time that he was here, he raked one of the circles under the, the spruce tree, and and uh, um, loosened all the soil, and got all the weeds out of it, and then I gave him some lunch, and he was gone. And I don't think he was here um, over an hour, I guess. Yeah, I can't imagine how hard it must be for some people who don't have, whose children all live far away or or don't have anybody close. Um, what's helped you get through this the most? To get through all this? Yeah. Well, it's easy to contact these days. You know, it's so, so easy. Um, you'll find this hard to believe. We seldom use the phone to phone back to Ontario. When I called, I had to call before 8 o'clock in the morning because the, the rates were so reasonable. But we only called about once a month. Wow. And you just but, moved out of home? We wrote, and... we wrote letters constantly. Everybody was always writing letters hmm. about what they were doing. But we, you know, it was almost a matter of life and death if you phoned, we right. just didn't spend, well, we didn't have the money to spend on a long-distance call. Mm-hmm. And then if you did, you were limited to, like, three, well, three minutes. So what was that, what was that like? Did you feel more, I don't know, like, in the moment of your life when you were only writing letters, or do you really enjoy having the ability to call people so easily now? I love having, I love being able to hear the voices. Yeah. 
so much better. But, oh, I wrote hundreds of letters, hmm. hundreds and hundreds of letters, because I wrote all the letters for, for Ross's side of the family, too. Right. Did Ross write any letters? Once in a while. Yeah. Once in a long while, I'd say, it's your turn. <laughs> and he would. And he wrote a beautiful letter. He should have written more. Yeah. However, he didn't. So Anyway, my dear, think I'm going to have to go. You have to go, okay. So I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, love you lots, Nana. What are you off to? Well, I've got it. I've got to go up to London Drugs and pick up a couple of things. Um, Are you wearing a mask when you go out? Yes, I do. You know, um, oh, what's her name? Not Phoebe. Jacqueline has a birthday at the end of the month. And I was going to go, and uh, you can take in a picture, and you can have a jigsaw puzzle made out of it. Oh, cool. That's good. And so I was, I've got to do it because it takes almost two weeks and I just have two weeks <laughs> to get it done. So I have to get there and get get my picture in by two o'clock. Oh, you're so good at staying in touch with people and sending gifts and stuff. Okay, but my last last question is like, how important has that been for you in your life to stay in touch with family? Oh, it's paramount. Yeah. Positively. You're pretty amazing at it. You're an inspiration. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, love you lots, Nana. Talk to you again bye soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. I love you, Dylan. Yeah, I love you too. And I just wish the best for you. Wear your mask. I will. I've got a All vegetable right, mask. Okay. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Love you too. That was Dylan Hall speaking to his Nana, Elizabeth or Betty Lint. And that's it for this episode of Call Your Grandma. Thanks to Dylan Hall for his contributions, and thanks to Kezia Diaz for our intro. Dylan's contributed a lot to Terra Informa over the years, so if you want to check out more of his work, head to terrainforma.ca. Thanks for listening, and hey, don't forget to call your grandma. <laughs>